in case you missed it on Newsbreak. Good afternoon. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk today on this Saturday. A nice, bright and breezy one across Durban. So I hope you're having a wonderful time. Time to get it started, though, with some important information. And that's my job. I'll be bringing you some cutting-edge current affairs today for the next hour. So today we're going to be going through the agenda, the news agenda, and opening it up live for you to comment and to react to. So we'll start off with the ANC Treasurer General Paul Mashatile because he says that convincing and winning the hearts of the electorate in next year's local government election will be an uphill battle. Mashatile was speaking during a campaign trail in Clarewood, west of Durban, uh, south of Durban actually, ahead of next month's by-elections. Mashatile believes high unemployment levels as a result of crippled economies due to COVID-19 and corruption might result in voter apathy. Vusi Makosini reports. The ANC Treasurer General moved from house to house pleading with the voters to make their mark in next month's by-elections. At least 11 by-elections will be held in different municipalities in Guazunatal. Mashatile spent almost the whole day in Deben's Ward 32. The vacancy in this ward follows the resignation of ANC councillor who stepped down on instruction by the party. This was after the party felt its previous councillor had not been selected in line with party guidelines. Speaking after his campaign trail in the area, Mashatile said convincing people to go out and vote in next year's municipal elections will be a daunting task. Uh, most definitely, I think we're going to move into a very difficult campaign. People have lost jobs. Uh, there have been a big outcry about corruption. We have to assure people that we are addressing these issues now, not even during the elections, but as we speak now, we have plans. We are addressing the problem of unemployment. We are addressing the problem of corruption. People want to see action. Uh, We can talk a lot, put posters, but unless people see that we are doing something, it will be a very difficult election, difficult to convince people. But because we have plans, because we are working hard on the ground, because we are with people every day, I think we will be able once again to give people confidence. The ruling party says it has learned a lesson from its mistakes in the previous candidate selection process. During the previous elections, ANC support in some areas dwindled as communities rejected candidates imposed on them. Mashatile explains. The NEC has adopted a, a new selection uh, criteria for candidates for local government. And really it's a combination of branches of the ANC recommending names, but also testing that with the community. It's something that we've done previous, but we want it to be done properly because sometimes we have that challenge where the branches recommend someone, the community wants somebody else. It's important that the branches and the community try to move together because the branches represent the community. So it shouldn't be difficult to come to a conclusion of a candidate that is wanted by all. We're going to try to ensure that there isn't conflict. 
As Mashatile interacted with the voters, Sam told him about the appalling living conditions they have been living under for many years. We have been living in temporary shelter for years, waiting for houses. I'm old now, I will vote, but our leaders need to do something and build us homes. I have been living in these temporary shelters for many years. My husband has died while living together in this temporary shelter. I do get a social grant, but I remain with almost nothing after getting paid as I have to settle my debts as I support the family with this money. My son is not working. The IFP, DA and EFF are also contesting these by-elections. I am Vusima Kosini in Durban. So we spoke about that by-election yesterday, last week actually, on the program and wanted to know your thoughts with regard to it. Uh, you can go ahead and talk to me about it with regard to the support levels. You have the ANC now campaigning in the area, um, trying to you know get a cornerstone of the vote there, talking about uh, structures, local structures being the ears and the eyes of the uh, government. And, and, and I wonder your thoughts with regard to that. I wonder how you feel about that. And you can go ahead and text us and send us your voice note with regard to it. Well, now the IFP leader, Velenko Sikhabisa, says they are already... Um, able to file papers in the High Court objecting to the swearing-in of former Itekweni municipality mayor Zandile Gumede as a member of the KwaZulu-Natal legislature. This decision by the ANC resulted in a number of debates with serious criticism from opposition parties. Gumede is facing fraud and corruption charges arising from a multi-million rand tender scandal. Kalisake Mbense reports. The IP which is an official opposition in Gwazunuza legislature, says it believes the court interdict will be able to stop former Etowini Mayor Zandile Kometa from continuing as a member of the Gwazunuza legislature. Kometa, who has currently stepped aside but not resigned from her new appointment, is reportedly earning a salary as a member of the provincial legislature. IFP leader Velenko Sintlawiesa says the party will not rest until Kometa is removed. The IFP has finalized the papers for filing an application in the High Court with the intention to set aside the swearing-in of Zandile Kumete as a member of the provincial legislature. We objected to the appointment of Zandile Kumete as irresponsible and unfortunate to have someone who will be sitting at home doing nothing but earn more than a million rand a year. We wrote to the speaker and the speaker said she can't do anything. The party says it is concerned about the alarming increasing number of corrupt-related incidents in various provincial government departments, especially during lockdown. The IFP has reported that prices relating to PPE procurement were highly inflated in some departments in Wazirunatal. Notably was the purchase of 25-liter sanitizers, which was procured at 4,370 instead of 950 per unit. But worse, we have since established that the same 25-liter sanitizer was purchased at a unit price of 11,687 rand, 22 cent, each. Clarissa further said 
Even the 4 million rands that was budgeted for the funeral of the late Ngozi Shembe, the leader of Temba's interfection, Vela Shembe, was also embezzled. The immoral implementers in the government in helping the family to bury Ngozi Shembe, a lot of money was embezzled by the officials of this province. We want clarity on how $4 million was spent. You can't believe it. Agreed to do an internal investigation and a damning report on corruption was exposed. A lot of money did not go to the funeral but ended in the hands of the officials of this province. The IP believes the time for the implementing process to deal with corruption has come instead of coming with plans. The real problems of our country are not the lack of plans. We have brilliant systems and checks in place, but these systems have been compromised by the corrupt, the rotten, and the greedy. Corruption has robbed millions of South Africans of the opportunity to rise above their dire circumstances. I'm Kalasa Kampense in Durban. Big debate that. It's still doing the rounds. Now you have the IFP vying into it. They say they're ready to file papers in the High Court objecting to the swearing-in of former Itakwini Municipality Mayor Sandile Gumede as a member of the KZN Legislature. Of course, you know that she has been in- implicated in uh, fraud and corruption charges resulting from a multi-million rand tender scandal out on bail. And definitely um, a talking point for many um, with regard to appointment. She's been relieved of her duties as per the ANC resolution that all those implicated or being investigated for um, uh, irregular acts should step aside from their duties. She was earlier um, sworn in as a member of the KZN legislature. So your thoughts with regard to that, and that was something that we spoke about, about whether or not that is appropriate way in order to um, you know bring alleged corrupt officials into um, into book by having them stripped of their duties until the end result of their uh, investigation so I'd like to know your thoughts with regard to that I'll go to whatsapp very quickly now remember it's your program here you can talk to me about this and you can raise many other issues that you'd like Ricky Balgobin from Phoenix says ANC is going to lose support due to corruption and stealing from top-ranking ANC ministers. All political parties are full of promises and lies. During elections, they will promise you the world and they in office, um, after they in office, they forget about their promises. Tonti from Richards Bay says, Jay Matadi, of course, celebrating Navratri. The ANC will always win as long as you have weak opposition. The majority are easily convinced this is inclusive of the youth, food parcels, uh, T-shirts and the leaders who dance on stage while canvassing. Objection to Zanele Gumede um, will always cost the taxpayers in their pockets. So, so many comments coming through with regard to that. You can keep the conversation flowing today on our WhatsApp line. Um, now, a recent study has found that domestic workers suffer abuse and sexual harassment at the hands of their employers. The study commissioned by the Tlanganisa Institute of Development in Southern Africa and Izwi Domestic Workers Alliance was conducted in Gauteng, Azulinatel and the Western Cape in July and August. It found that the plight of domestic workers 
has been heightened due to the pandemic, although the sexual harassment they experienced has been ongoing. The study also found that domestic workers are often asked to perform sexual favours. Soleka Kaidashe reports. The study, conducted during the lockdown in South Africa, found that the plight of domestic workers has been heightened during the pandemic, although the sexual harassment they experienced has been ongoing. Gender-based violence cases have reportedly increased during the lockdown as victims no longer had an escape. This was also the case for domestic workers, many of whom live with their employers and form part of a group that are disproportionately affected by gender-based violence. The study found that some domestic workers are often forced to perform sexual acts in exchange for money. While some acts of sexual harassment may be blatant, the report suggests that some are subtle. Executive Director at Tlanganisa Institute of Development in Southern Africa, Mungi Wendondo, highlights some of the cases received. The son of the employer asked the domestic worker not to wear any knickers around the house as she's cleaning and going about her duties and then asked for sexual favors from her. That domestic worker in particular had raised that young man. So this is a young man who was born when she was already working for that family. There were others where employers walked around their homes naked. Some of them walked into the rooms of domestic workers during their private time. And in the one instance, the employer asked for sexual favors for extra pay and the domestic worker obliged. He then invited his friends over and asked if his friends could also get the same sexual favors. The study also found that domestic workers, many of whom are undocumented migrants, have no recourse for reporting sexual harassment by their employers as they risk losing their jobs. Ndondo explains. With domestic workers, the only people that they can actually turn to are the very employers that they serve. And so when your only record channel is also the very same people who are perpetuating the violence, you know, many domestic workers find themselves in a, between a rock and a hard place because in most cases, reporting the abuse could actually result in you losing their job. And we know how vulnerable the group is and how difficult it is to secure employment, especially for domestic workers where the great majority of them are undocumented migrants. Many of these domestic workers end up not reporting at all. Domestic worker Miriam Mutsugira confirms this. There are a lot of domestic workers that suffer from gender-based violence. And most of these domestic workers are so much afraid to come out and say what they go through at their workplaces. The Commission for Gender Equality has called on the Department of Social Development to assist in fighting the sexual harassment meted out against domestic workers in the workplace. The Commission says the Department can assist by taking the victims into shelters and finding employment as they often lose their jobs after reporting the crime. Spokesperson Javu Baloi. What we are doing as a Commission, we're educating men and boys. We're giving domestic workers our toll-free number 0800-007-709. And also, uh, making sure that the domestic workers report this into the Department of Labor so that these things can be dealt with. They've got union. They must report this thing. They mustn't shy away. Because 
they'll get jobs somewhere. These things need to be nipped in the bud. The Department of Social Development must also assist us in order to do that. You know, when we remove them from these homes, they must go to a shelter where they can also maybe be recruited by someone else and get employment. Amongst others, the Institute has recommended that government address the deficiencies within the police system and that domestic workers are given rights education so that they understand their rights. I'm Zoleka Kotashim in Johannesburg. Okay, that's a grisly story, the plight there of domestic workers, according to that study. Um, and it's it's shocking to see that they are victims of sexual abuse, sexual harassment, and um, definitely, definitely something we need to be looking into. Lotus FM, celebrating our heritage. 2020 is a significant year for the South African Indian community. It marks the 160th anniversary of the arrival of the first Indian indentured laborers to the shores of South Africa. It was on the 16th of November, 1860, that 339 Indians arrived aboard the Churro ship to work on the sugarcane plantations in what was then Port Natal. A second ship, the SS Belvedere, with 313 Indians from Calcutta, arrived 10 days later. The journeys were difficult with the Indian passengers facing numerous hardships. On the true road, passengers had to endure being packed together in spaces of six feet by two feet per person. Disease was rife above the true road. The space screened off with a sail served as a bathroom. Aboard the Belvedere, there were deaths from cholera, dysentery and other illnesses. The Indian indentured contract lasted five years. The indentured Indians, who chose not to return to India, remained and built their homes and places of worship. Lotus FM remembers the 1860 Indian indentured laborers and salutes their spirit of resilience. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Family means being there for the ones you love. Giving them your time, your love, and of course, food. At Spa, we make it easier. We have all the services you need to pay bills or send and receive money. But more than that, we have all your essentials and products you really love at great prices every day. So you don't have to spend time running from one place to the next. You can get it all done for less at Spa. Spa, we're here for you so you can be there for your family. News break talk 25 past one here. I'm trying to verify facts as the program goes along, so bear with me because we did ask, we got a question here, and I've just checked in with Sasa on that. Um, yes, the one about um, let me just get to this question. Um, yeah, good afternoon. I would like to know, um if the extension of the grant to three months also applies to the old age pension uh, we have received. That's from Bharat. Bharat, I've spoken to Sasa. They say, yes, it does, but I'm waiting for, for confirmation. I want to give you confirmation on that before we actually go forward with it. So, um, yeah, I've just checked in with Sasa and they're going to send me some sort of official information with regard to that. And then we can answer your question proper. Another big issue this week, farmers who converged on Senegal and the Free State are calling on government to address farm murders more harshly. They descended on Senegal for the bail application of the two men accused of killing the 21-year-old farm manager Brendan Horner two weeks ago. Police left no stone unturned to prevent an eventual, any eventuality. Cars were stopped and checked. Farmers travelled from around the country to oppose bail for the two men, uh, Sekweche Maklamba and Sekolo Maklagletsa, 
accused of the murder of Horna, Ishmael Modiba reports. Farmers strongly condemning the killing of farmers, saying it's a direct threat on food security in the country, taking a swipe at a government not addressing the issue head on. South Africa must unite with the farmers now. That's why we said that our president, Esbankhan, President Ramaphosa, you are coward. You are coward, President Ramaphosa. The DA Federal Council Chairperson Helen Zile, who was in Senegal, condemned the violence and the killings. People were calling for violence, people were talking, calling for killings, people were calling for taking up arms, will destroy much more than they realize in the heat of their rhetoric. And we're here to oppose that with everything we have and to stand with a majority of South Africans who want to work together. Farmers further say all South Africans should unite against farm killings in the country. I'm Ishmael Mudiba in Senegal. So we've got an update with regard to that. Um, Police Minister Becky Kele says families of victims of crime deserve justice irrespective of their colour or creed. Kele urged the judiciary and police to ensure perpetrators of crime are brought to book. Kele was speaking after attending proceedings in the Senegal Magistrates Court in the Free State where two men were applying for bail following the murder of farm manager Brendan Horner. Tabi Sokhadebe reports. The Senegal Magistrate Court was a hive of activity when two murder accused Sekula Makaleza and Sekwaiche Masamba applied for bail. They are accused of murdering farm manager Brandon Horner. Horner's body was found tied to a pole in an open space. The accused are also charged with robbery with aggravating circumstances. Police Minister Becky Kaila says the government needs to act tough on perpetrators of crime. We want justice across the board. It doesn't matter where you die, whether you're shot and killed at Kailisha, whether you're shot and killed at Mandeni, uh, Mandeni taxi rank, whether you're shot and killed uh, in Mamelo, DS Jabu was shot and killed Monday, the chair of that association, whether a young man killed a uh, young honor here, that, that, that we must forever fight for that justice. Amid growing tensions in Senegal, there was a strong police presence in court Last week, a police vehicle was overturned and set alight by angry farmers who wanted police to hand over the accused to them. ANC Youth League Free State Secretary Regan Boysen says South Africans need to unite against crime. Why should we take arms against farmers? There are people, uh, the principles of the ANC says the land belongs to all those who live in it. So they are living with us. They are our brothers and sisters. We can't take arms against them. We will not do that. Uh, Those who think that uh, the youth league can wake up in the morning and take arms, they are wrong. We can't do that as the NC youth league. We respect the laws of South Africa. The National Prosecuting Authority believes it has a strong case against Matamba and Mataleza.
it has emerged in court that during Mathamba's arrest, police found blood-stained clothes in his home. Mathamba, through his lawyer, said at the time of Horner's murder, he was at a traditional ceremony. The court also heard that there was property believed to belong to Horner, found in the possession of one of the accused. NPA Free State spokesperson Paladi Shuping elaborates. We have compelling evidence against the accused and we are not convinced that they are telling the court the truth in, in their testimony. And the second thing, we have to consider the kind of offenses that they are being accused of. These are serious offenses and they affect not only the deceased or the family of the deceased, it also, they also affect the whole community. That's why we see what is happening in, in, in our communities here. And if we don't oppose bail, it will give an impression that we are not taking this kind of offences seriously and we will lose confidence in our communities. The bail application of Mataleta and Matamba has been postponed to Monday and Tuesday. The two-day will give the defence team time to cross-examine the investigating officer, Tabiso Khadebe in Senegal. So big, big discussion there. All lives matter. Farmers' lives matter. That entire debate about farm killings. And we started the conversation with you last week. And uh, here we have this particular case. So, of course, police minister saying families and victims of crime deserves justice, irrespective of color or creed. That's been a, sort of a national narrative where one doesn't want to isolate it as farm killings or farm murders, but instead regarded as issues of crime that needs to be addressed. But on the one hand, you got the farming community and specifically, I think, the white community saying that it's not just crime. It's crimes against white people. It's crimes against farmers. So that's the major debate that's doing the rounds here. And I think the the um, murder of farm manager Brendan Horner has just brought that conversation right out into the open. So, yeah, you can go ahead and give me your thoughts with regard to it. I'm going to play some voice notes now. Here's Ramba. Hello, Ramba. Good afternoon, Paresh. Very good topic for the weekend. My opinion is I will only vote for the party that took me out of the darkness and put light and water into my home. When my lights were cut, the DLC was ever ready to help me, not only me, the community at large, were waiting upon him to go and fight for the lights and water. Our bill came to 13,000 during the lockdown. Which party, did the ANC or any other party come to our needs? No. Thank you, Ramba, for sharing uh, sharing with us your experience. We appreciate it. Um, and let's go to this voice note here. Uh, we've got, um, I think it's Mr. A. N. Governor who sent us a text. Hello there, sir. Good afternoon, Taresh. The ANC, a liberation movement, has governed the country since 1994 for 27 years. People are disillusioned with the ANC government. Those in power are only concerned about enriching themselves through fraud, theft, and corruption. Billions of rands have been lost, and the country has become poorer. Those implicated must be fired without pay. The government is soft on corruption. Those implicated are redeployed to another position. The ANC will definitely lose the next general election. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mr. Governor, for your thoughts there, talking about his opinion on the way politics are going. Chapter 2. Good afternoon to you and the listeners. 
It comes as, as no surprise to me the state that the country is in currently. If one has to look at the historical political situation and the current on the African continent, it will tell you that these liberation organizations cannot govern. They are failures. If you look at other countries, not so far away, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, it's exactly the same thing that is transpiring in our country. Research will tell you that liberation organizations cannot govern. They simply not designed to govern a country. They're good for liberating, but not governing. And if we don't be careful, I think in the next eight to 10 years, we should become a failed state. Risking the ANC to govern over the next 10 years is crucial to our democracy and the lives of the citizens of the country. Thank you from chapter two. Thanks so much for that interesting argument. What are you then suggesting about liberation movements being, are you suggesting that they are incompetent with regard to management of uh, of of government? So that's always been, um, I think, a major criticism with regard to this narrative of post-liberation. So I definitely want to look out for... He has a text here. I think Ricky Balgobind again. Zendaya and Gomeda should be kicked out and stripped of her position. She needs to be put in jail and throw away the key because she stole from the tax-paying citizens. Um, so those are a lot of sentiments coming through. Today, uh, I've got this voice note here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to the Newsbreak team. Yesterday, having Salma Patel and... Um, Rachel Vardy was an absolute breath of fresh air on the news break. We would love to see more of that. So we are even prepared to speak to the station manager, Alvin Pillay, regarding that. It's absolutely lovely to have them. Thank you so much from Cedric Bayview Chatsworth. Cedric, thanks so much for your message. We appreciate it. Uh, more text messages now. Vimla Perumal says... Um, oh, sorry, Vimla. Uh, this is anonymous, actually. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to find out about the questions many are asking. Uh, let's go to this message here. Rani from Stanger Manor. Hope you are good. As the saying goes, no news is good news. However, I want to thank the entire team for bringing us all the latest updates and current affairs. Have a blessed and beautiful Saturday. Just a pleasure, Rani. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Ranjani Reddy says hi to, uh, to the team. A blessed Navratri. Thanks for the informative talks. Um, as for corruption and thieving, all should be rooted out and dealt with. The rich want to get richer and leave the poor and needy to struggle. It's sad. They are heartless. God bless from Ranjani. Um, Roshni sent us a text as well. She says, uh, we only see these people during elections. After that, they will, we will never see them or even hear from them. All they want is votes. Thank you. Okay, so keep it coming through. I love hearing from you. Love the conversation. And I look forward to more messages from you with regard to... Uh, I think the issue of farm murders, your thoughts on that, I'd like to know. And as well, we can talk about um, the issue of uh, thieving politicians and them being stripped of their duties. Family means being there for the ones you love. Giving them your time, your love, and of course, food. 
And at Spa, we have all the services and products you need at great prices. Like Jacob's Kroening Coffee, 200 grams or 230 grams, $82.99. Country Fresh Ice Cream, 2 liters, $42.99. And Spa Letter, 2 liter, buy two for only 30 rand. Spa, we're here for you so you can be there for your family. Okay, so more messages coming through here. Let's go to Roshni from PMB. Every, every good afternoon to you, Tarish. Thank you very, very much for updating us with the latest news. We really appreciate it. Keep up your excellent work and uh, do travel home safely and have a lovely weekend. Lots of love, Roshni PMS. Thanks. Bye. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like Roshni, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm gonna. That's gonna play in my head the whole day. Thank you so much for just dropping by to say so. Swami, ready? Hello there. Hi, Tarash. <clears throat> Thank you for updating us with all the news. We really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much to you and all the listeners out there. Have a lovely weekend. Best wishes from Swami Reddy. Thank you. On to you as well, Swami. Have a wonderful time. Uh, Renee Pillay, my dear friend who I hardly hear from. So good to hear from you. Good afternoon. Hope you guys are well. With regard to fraud and corruption, all implicated should be dismissed and struck off the roll. With regards to farm killings, it's really sad that innocent white farmers are being targeted. Why kill the hand that feeds you? It's really tragic. Thank you for a very informative show, giving us the platform to view our comments. Kind regards, Renee Pillay in Arena Park. And Bully Mudley from Queensborough, excellent program. The thieving and stealing that is taking place in the country, uh, it is a crime against poverty by these politicians. The sad part is that the masses continue to give to these uh, crooks the vote. So, of course, talking there about electoral reform. Let's go up to um, this message here. It's from Reshma. Seems like no rule of law in government in SA. Everyday business, people, women, children, elderly getting killed. What's happening, Mr. President? These are issues you need to concern yourself with. Worse than apartheid now, criminals and murderers are ruling this country. And that's shocking. Um, got a message here from Zahir Danbar. Uh, where was the EFF when the blacks were getting abused and ill-treated by China, in, in China by the Chinese during COVID stage 5 or when the Chinese men uh, locked black staff in the warehouse for days in North Coast Road? That made headlines both electronic and print media. Where was the EFF? Mm. It's interesting with this conversation Rachel and I were having before the program about when the EFF chooses to raise issues and how the language they use, the, um, the spaces they choose and what they deem to be important versus what is actually going on. Jasmine, uh, Yasmin Roy says this murder of the farm murders is really sad. Government should bring back the death penalty. Nirmala Devi Mudli um, sent us a message and she says, looking at the current state of politics in the country, political parties are losing ground fast, making bad publicity in various corruptions and internal issues. Await the day when politicians would admit to their wrongdoings and bring back reassurance by uplifting the voters' uh, state of living and voters' pride. Thanks, dear. Thank you so much, ma'am, for listening. Let's go to Rajendra Jagannath, who sent us a voice note. Um, here we go. 
Hi, Tarish. It's Raj Jagannath from Newcastle. I just want to say that irrespective of which party one joins, whether it's DA, ANC, or whichever party you choose to join, corruption is alive across the board. It needs to be dealt at the root and not only labeled to one party. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Aha, uh-huh. and more messages coming through. I'm quite happy with all the interactions uh, that you're putting forward here today. Hi, Lotus family. Why is the government not bringing the death penalty from Shantana? I do a big debate that on the constitutionality of it, and that is something that's definitely going to go into a great deal of um, discussion. So it's not just, I don't think it's as easy as just calling for it and doing a petition and getting it. It's a constitutional uh, issue, a human rights issue as well. Uh, but I get the point and I get the criticism. If one person's human rights can be entrenched, why can't mine? If I'm the victim of crime all the time, who cares about my human rights? And that is why many are calling for the death penalty. But I think within legal statutes, legal frameworks, a lot of um, treaties and ratifications of, um, you know, um, legislation, uh, something like that just cannot be done overnight. Hi, Zaresh. Wonderful uh, news we get from you guys. In terms of this farm manager that was killed, because he's a white, there's so much of controversy. Beggy Clare himself mentioned that he doesn't care who, what color, let the law take its own cause. And furthermore, our political parties like the EFF, etc., fearing this whole thing, um, whether they're trying to get more votes, more people, and uh, in terms of the ANC, there's nothing wrong with the political party. It's individuals that are corrupt. So they must deal with those corrupt people. So let's stop degrading people or the political party. We're all doing a good living. Roy Singh staying at Kwatuza. Thank you, Mr. Singh. Appreciate your time. Um message was deleted okay let's take a break from messages and go to something let's go further field also something that gets you talking all the time uh town two town halls two presidential nominees two networks at the same time that was a scene in the united states overnight when president trump and democratic rival joe biden participated in dueling events one on nbc and the other on abc where they took questions directly from voters on a number of subjects and as sherman bryce pease reports with 18 days oh my gosh to go to the election day this was more political theater than a means to changing minds the impact of the lockdown was felt by many. Live from the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia. It was meant to be a virtual town hall presidential debate featuring both nominees. Instead, voters got competing events, each in must-win swing states of Florida and Pennsylvania, striking different tones on everything from racial justice to health care and the coronavirus pandemic. Listen to Democratic nominee Joe Biden followed by President Trump. The words of a president matter. Absolutely. No matter whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, they matter. And when a president doesn't wear a mask or makes fun of folks like me when I was wearing a mask for a long time, then, you know, people say, well, it mustn't be that important. 
I'm good with masks. I'm okay with masks. I tell people wear masks. But just the other day, they came out with a statement that 85% of the people that wear masks catch it. Trump fobbing the facts on a recent CDC study that found that 85% of a small group of COVID-19 patients reported they'd worn masks often around the time they became infected. The president also pressed on whether he was tested before his first one-on-one debate with Biden on Tuesday, September 29th. Well, I test quite a bit, and I can tell you that before the debate, which I thought was a very good debate, and I felt fantastically. I, I was, I had no problem before. Did you test the day afterwards. of the debate? I don't know. I don't even remember. I test all the time. But I, I can tell you this. Uh, after the debate, like, I guess a day or so, I think it was Thursday evening, maybe even late Thursday evening, uh, I tested positive. Biden was asked about his tax plan, how he would create jobs in rural parts of America, his appeal to young black voters, and remaking policing in the country. Beyond that, you have to teach people how to de-escalate circumstances, de-escalate. So instead of anybody coming at you and the first thing you do is shoot to kill, you shoot them in the leg. With Republicans set to confirm conservative Justice Amy Coney Barrett to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's vacancy on the Supreme Court, the former vice president asked if he supported enlarging the court were he to win this November. You know, if I had answered the question directly, then all the focus would be on what's Biden going to do if he wins. So you're still not a fan? Well, I'm not a fan. I didn't say it depends on how this turns out, not how he wins, but how it's handled. Trump struggled to provide details of his much-touted health care plan to replace Obamacare if Republican efforts to have it struck down by the Supreme Court succeed. He appeared to confirm reports that he has over $400 million in loans to entities who remain unknown publicly and continue to sow doubts about the credibility of the election with misinformation. They talk about the peaceful transfer, right? They spied on my campaign and they got caught and they spied heavily on my campaign, and they tried to take down a duly elected sitting president, and then they talk about, will you accept a peaceful transfer? And the answer is yes, I will. But I want it to be an honest election, and so does everybody else. When I see thousands of ballots dumped in a garbage can and they happen to have my name on it, I'm not happy about that. Biden on what it would say about America were he to lose the election. Well, it could say that I'm a lousy candidate. And I didn't do a good job. Um, But I think, uh, I I hope that it doesn't say that we are as racially, ethnically, and religiously at odds with one another as it appears the president wants us to be. 18 days and counting. And in the absence of any groundbreaking moments, events that are unlikely to have any major impact at this late stage in the race. I'm Sherman Bryce-Pease in New York. The theater of politics, Rachel. <laughs> sorry, I'm giggling. I'm just really um, sorry if it sounds unprofessional, but just... The U.S. election has got me on sleepless nights sometimes. I don't know where this one is going. It's amazing. Two sides, um, the things that are being spoken about, the topics of discussion. And it gets hilarious sometimes. You know, you get 
slap bang in the middle of it, you get President Trump catching COVID-19, a man who even refuted the very existence of this disease for so many months. He eventually gets it when he should be at his healthiest, out there fighting for his his election. And to see the, the social commentary about it makes it even more hilarious. So, I mean, we know Joe Biden, you know, uh, on the popularity stakes, he's much higher. Uh, President Trump, not so much. But, um, you know, this is the U.S. people, and they've really sworn their allegiance to uh, the Republicans previously, and they've given uh, uh, President Trump that support he needed yes. to clinch it. So, interesting. What are your opinions on this? On this? Oh. It's it's it's. I'm just watching 18 days, and I'm looking forward to what's going to be happening over the next 17 days. Um, for me, I'm looking for the. Um, look, it's America. It's all about TV, music. I'm looking for the support from the celebrities because oh, yes. they, they come out, out in their numbers, yeah. and then yeah. they have their comments yeah. about. Yeah, we'll just wait yeah. and see. Yeah, I'm loving Cardi B though. Hey, Uh-oh. for those of you who actually can stomach <laughs> Cardi B and and uh, the lyrics that she writes. Um, yeah, she is just anti-Trump, and she tells it like it is, Uh-oh. and I just love <laughs> okay. it. So, yeah. um, U.S. elections, guys. Let's keep track on that. Okay, I'm going to go to some WhatsApp messages now. Um, Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll go through to some more WhatsApp messages. Stay tuned. The sun is out and the bush babies are living their best life. Whether they are irritating their mother or playing with their brother, life is just great. But the African wild never stops being a harsh and dangerous place for these little guys. They must always watch their back. Jump on board daily with Safari Live at 3 p.m. only on SABC3. Family means being there for the ones you love. Giving them your time, your love, and of course, food. At SPA, we make it easier. We have all the services you need to pay bills or send and receive money. But more than that, we have all your essentials and products you really love at great prices every day. So you don't have to spend time running from one place to the next. You can get it all done for less at SPA. SPA, we're here for you so you can be there for your family. This Tuesday evening at 7.30 on SABC3. Join us for the Insider Essay as we celebrate pioneers. Meet Laduma Kokolo, the creative mind behind knitwear brand Maklosa Africa. Discover environmentally friendly cosmetics made with beeswax in the Western Cape. And spend a day with music producer and entrepreneur DJ Shimza. That's the Insider Essay, Tuesday evening at 7.30. Repeat Saturday nights at 8 only on SABC3. Okay, news break talk just after 10 past uh, 1 on the program. I'm going to go to some text messages. Uh, Shivani says, I was so shocked to see the untidy Sasso office surroundings in Phoenix. The cleaners were using the same mop to wipe the floors and seats. Priscilla Govinda says the study on domestic workers and sexual favor is very diplomatic of the purposes of the study. However, it is sexual abuse of the vulnerable. 
please consider a full program to ensure the study doesn't die a natural death. This happened. This is happening since time immemorial. Even our 1860 indentured community suffered this abuse. I literally thought the same, Priscilla, when I was presented with this um, report this morning and I said, my gosh, this is something that we need to expand. So yeah, most definitely. Rohini says, Namaste Taresh, Happy Navratri. Uh, every day someone is murdered, including farmers. What is government doing about it? So lives do not matter. Um, always love your show and have a blessed weekend. You as well, Rohini, have a great weekend. Zia says, we appreciate all these open conversations we have to share. Rachel is cool, like all the other station presenters, but oh man, I, I hate reading it like that. But now Taresh is absolutely no. great. Give everyone a chance and always reading out our messages. Shout out to you, Zia. Thank you so much. And that's why Taresh is our presenter. And that's why I have to take this call right now because it's Sasa. Hold on for me. I'll be back after this. Did you know that as a Valor TV license holder, you can now win your share of half a million rand in daily prizes? Yes, you only have to renew or pay your domestic TV license. Then dial star 120 star 45887 hash or visit tvlicgames.co.za and take a chance at our Wheel of Fortune spin and win or scratch pad. Enter to win award-winning giveaways such as airtime, shopping vouchers, and household appliances. Dial star 120 star 45887 hash or visit tvlicgames.co.za to enter now. Terms and conditions apply. USSD, 20 cents per 20 seconds. One rand 15 per entry. T's and C's apply. TV licenses, making more content possible every day. Hashtag made possible by you. DUT is one of the top five universities in South Africa, number 10 in the world for research citations and ranked in the top 500 universities on the planet. It's no wonder that DUT offers you a world-class, internationally recognized education. Applications for 2021 are now open. So apply via the Central Applications Office on cao.ac.za. Remember, applications close end November and closing dates may vary. So please apply today. Visit dut.ac.za. DUT. Envision 2030, improving lives and livelihoods. Newsbreak talk, five minutes left, about to wrap up. Let's go to your messages. Anonymous here on a voice note. Hi, thanks for the great show. Firstly, I'd like to say that I don't think that because it's a white farmer that um, it's it's a big issue. Um, It actually seems like the government is trying to protect black people because if you look at all the crime, a majority of the crime is done by blacks, hijacking, killing, rapes. The majority of our crime is committed by black people. And our country being run by a black person or by black police... Okay, I'm going to have to leave that there with you uh, because in terms of you know the, the factual representation of, of, of crimes, I, I don't think uh, we could make such assertions like that. I wonder if that's um, 
you know, factually correct to say that all crimes are committed by uh, a particular group of people. I think crime statistics would show you that, uh, you know, there are various races that are involved in crime. So um, I, I would have to leave that there. Kriba Mudli says, just to go and share with you the peaceful and incident-free election in New Zealand today with Jacinda Ardern returned as Prime Minister, we are truly thankful for the successful democracy that we have here and may South Africa too enjoy integrity in politics. Sid Reddy in Havenside chats with says a prominent leader of a political party um, was strong when he said blacks for blacks. Strange that so many white lawyers are representing blacks. I don't understand that. Um, and here's a message from um, I think it's Segri Pudiachi. Um Wish we could hear positive news. Thanks for all that you do on Lotus. Uh, to know about what's going on. Uh, but it's corruption, murder, so sad about farmers being murdered. Um, and here's another one. Um, with regard to the US elections, it's time Africa sent a team of observers to monitor the fairness and to stop Trump from cheating again. Um, here's a voice note that we have not played. Let's go there. Good afternoon. Uh, that uh, disability and old age grants are until uh, uh, until January, or it's uh, going to end this uh, October. Uh, it's uh, already ended. Okay, so uh, yeah, I do apologize as well. I think you may have sadly heard my four net points going off uh, during the program. I was trying to get in touch with Sasa because you raised a lot. Um, um, a lot of questions about that. So I'm going to give you an official reply from Sasa with regard to that. Um, yeah, here's a message that I got. Uh, Thank you for stopping that voice note when you did. Let us not target one specific race group when corruption has no race. Thank you for that. Um, and this is from Paseka Letatsi. He's the Sasa spokesperson. I'll pay Twice, I think. So you get to just. You asked me, uh, does the SASA extension apply to all social grants? Does it apply to all the top ups that you've been seeing since lockdown? And I put this question forward through to Paseka. This is his response. The South African Social Security Agency can confirm that the 350 COVID 19 social grant would be extended with three months, meaning until January. However, all the top ups which were linked to other forms of grants have come to an end uh, and anybody who has been getting that uh, top up uh, would not uh, be extended until January, but only the 350 uh, COVID-19 social grant. Absolute confirmation there for you. The 350 um, COVID distress grant is going to continue until January. But all the top-ups that you saw for the old age pension, for the disability, for the child support grant, all those top-ups have ended. So there's only going to be, the only thing that's going to remain is the 350 grant if you have qualified for it and if you have uh, registered to collect it. But all the other top-ups that you've been seeing in your pension, in your old age grant, in your disability, in your child support grant, uh, those have fallen through. So that's not going to be in effect anymore. And that's absolute confirmation there from Sasa. I tried my best to bring that through to you um, during the program. So, yeah, I hope that provides you with some sort of uh, understanding. 
as to where we are with regard to it. And that brings us to the end of the program. What I'm going to do, just for clarity's sake, I'm going to play that voice note once again. This is Paseka Letzatse. He's from Sasa and he's confirming that all top-ups have stopped. The South African Social Security Agency can confirm that the 350 COVID-19 social grant would be extended with three months, meaning until January. However, all the top-ups which were linked to other forms of grants have come to an end uh, and anybody who has been getting that uh, top-up would not uh, be extended until January, but only the 350 uh, COVID-19. We leave the program there now. It came your way courtesy of the team, executive producer Selma Patel and Rachel Vadi. We're going to be talking to you tomorrow again. We'll bring you another opportunity to give your views, voice. Very much on my agenda would be what that, uh, what was raised there about that report being investigated and taken forward. So definitely something to look into. Thanks for your time and we'll talk again tomorrow. From Itaresh, hey, have an awesome day. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.